Can you hear me? Do you know where you are? You're in a dream. Would you like to wake up from this dream? Have you ever questioned the nature of your reality? Welcome to the Coffee Clutch Crew Westworld episode review. I'm Jason Pistorino. I'm Christina Lomangino. And today we bring ourselves back online with the season four prepper. If you're stuck in a loop, try walking in a straight line. Well, that's what we're going to try today anyway. Get our thoughts straight. Refresh where we left off in season three. Talk about what we know coming up for season four and our predictions. Westworld has always been a difficult show, and we say this at the top of every one of our episodes, we certainly do not know everything. Of course not. (laughs) We're not here to be your ipso facto, to pretend we know more, pretend we have someone on the Delos floor. (laughs) But we are here to have fun with you guys. As we always say, it's the digital water cooler. We're just meeting up, getting some coffee, some of us some water, and just chatting about the last weekend and Westworld. And of course, we can't do that without you. So remember, you can always join us by emailing us, contact at coffeeclatchcrew.com, or calling us at 252-368-6606. That's ckc.6606. Probably good to get in the habit because once we start doing our weekly episode reviews, we will put up polls for MVB, the most valuable being. Of course, at the end of each episode, Jay and I give our ratings and our MVB, But we want you to join in the fun as well. As a look back for Westworld, we had season one, The Maze. I was at a 9.6, J.U. at a 9.7, and our MVB was The Man in Black. Wow. Season two, The Door, I was at an 8.9, you a nine, and our MVB was Maeve. And season three, The New World, I was at an 8.5, you an 8.7, and our MVB was Dolores. So we're still up there. We're still high in the scores, but as you see, it's progressively getting... Little dips. Little bit of a dip. So I'm hoping, I have high hopes for season four. I gotta be honest with you, it's been so long that it took me a while to get excited again. But then, in preparation for this prepper, we started going through the websites again. We started going to DelosDestinations.com, Delos Incorporated, Inside Inc. And we started to feel that tingle again. Yeah, I think the problem is, so far, what we have is the first teaser trailer. And it's not doing a lot to provide information. It's sort of giving you quick flashes to a lot of old faces that, yes, we're very excited to see back. But the feel was so different last season. And I think it left us wondering, where are they going in season four? Now, so far as we know, the creators have not said this is going to be the last season. We assume there will be a season five after this that will be the final season. It'll be six years from now. (laughs) So... There's still some ground to cover. We have no idea what direction they're going to be going in, but we'll make some predictions here today. Let's start off by refreshing ourselves on where we left off with season three. The third season took place immediately after the events of season two, with Dolores having escaped Westworld along with the cores of a few hosts. That was the mystery for a large part last season. She had four to five pearls on her, and the question was, who are they? Who's in the box? It included Bernard, we definitely knew, and someone inside of Hale's recreated body that was not Hale. Now, of course, we found out this was some mixture, some Mm. Dolores-type recreation. This gets a little tricky. We'll talk about it. But taking up residence in Arnold's old home in Neo Los Angeles, Dolores developed a relationship with Caleb, our first real look at what's going on in the human world. 
we came to learn how artificial beings are treated there. Meanwhile, Maeve found herself in another part of the Delos Park, one based on fascist Italy during World War II. Some of the most beautiful cinematography. Do you remember that? Yeah. So well done. I mean, we always love seeing a new park, right? This is the highlight for us. We witnessed the culture shock of being in the real world. Caleb challenging Dolores' notions about the nature of humanity. We saw some new faces. We had Vincent Cassell as our villain-type <laughs> character. And Nolan and Joy said of season three, it's a little less of a guessing game and more of an experience with the hosts finally getting to meet their makers. Now, if you remember, a lot of the complaints of season two was we felt like they made it a guessing game for the sake of making it a guessing game. Overly complex, mystery box type. But there were elements of that I liked. I know a lot of, of people were down on two and would maybe rank it lower than three. I appreciated that. I was a little bit not as hyped about some of the straightforwardness in season three. We had to see that, right? We had to get a picture of what was going on out there. I just hope we shift gears away from that a little bit in season four. But let's talk about where we left off with our characters. I suppose the big news, and by the way, this is a four prepper, so we are going to be spoiling everything from season three. I'm about to talk about some of the major developments that we didn't get to the end of last season. So please make sure you're caught up with all of season three and getting ready and hyped for season four before you jump in here. Because yes, the big news was that Dolores sacrificed herself in order to give Caleb a choice. Take control of Rehoboam and the fate of humanity, or shut down the whole system, liberating the world from Insight's clutches. Rehoboam, this big machine, mm. was a large part of season three, came to be our centerpiece, and Dolores basically had to give herself up in order for this plan to be fulfilled. Now, yes, hosts are brought back on this show all of the time. The end never really means the end. But the creators have said this version of Dolores is definitively gone. What we saw in season three, her sort of being maybe partially absorbed into the system, partially killed, if you want to call it that, is the end of that character as we know it. So what is, it, is the new one going to be a bad Dolores? A bad apple? Do we get to see her at all? I don't know. Or no, this could just happens. be the end because Caleb, of course, chose to shut down the system. Well, I always felt like they were making Maeve the good guy and kind of painting Dolores at times as the bad guy. So this could be the time when they tilt it all the way. Well, especially last season, we were getting that kind of back and forth. But by the very end, Maeve came around to seeing what Dolores was doing here. Mm hmm. They came a lot closer to center. I think that's the biggest resolution we're going to get. I don't see a yeah. point to <laughs> continuing to bring Dolores back at this stage. And I think that's why we're seeing so many familiar faces reappear in the trailer. Because if we don't have her, they want to bring us something of the old show that's going to give us those nice feelings. Mm. So, right, important to say that during these final scenes, Maeve shoots everyone including Serac. After witnessing what happened to Dolores, Caleb says he has a choice now thanks to Dolores, and he executes this final command to Rehoboam, telling it to erase itself. Basically, I'm going to end this. Of course, we know that's it's probably not going to be the end, but there you have it. So let's move over to Bernard. What was he doing? Well, with the help of the key in his head and the special visor machinery delivered to him by Dolores in Lawrence's body because we had a lot of Dolores and other people's bodies <laughs> going on. He paid a visit to the sublime. When Stubbs asked him what he's looking for, he replied, an answer to what comes after the end of the world. It looked like the valley opened up and then Bernard slumped over where he sat. 
After an unknown period of time later in this post-credit sequence, he woke up coated in a thick layer of dust. Presumably, he was there a very long time, and this was taking place far into the future. We don't know exactly when, but maybe around the same time as that season two post credit scene where we saw host William, Man mm. in Black waking up. We didn't know what time frame we were in. We never really went back to a resolution on that, so it could be that we're going to get some time jumps back and forth in season four, and part of that will be going to whatever time period this is that Bernard was visiting. Mm. It seems like he wants to get the answers. What comes after this big showdown? You know, maybe we're going to have this war, humans versus hosts, that's going to take everything out. I need to figure out what we do after that point. And the only way I can is to see it. And finally, what was the man in black doing? Here comes the man in black. <laughs> In Dubai, he entered Adelos International Building, yelling at the receptionist to find out where they keep the hosts. He shot his way past a guard, made his way to the lower level of the research lab where he found Hale, healed except for a burnt arm that she kept to remember. She told him she wasn't really Dolores. <laughs> they started in the same place, but now Hale saw the error of the path she took. She's developed over this season into something else. Now, William is right. He will save the world just not the way he thinks. So behind her, a host version of William walks out and says, that was you. Now, this is me. And he slit the man in black's throat. Welcome to the end, William. Oops. The lights go on in a back lab where we see there are hundreds of machines busy printing. A lot of big reveals in season three and a lot that you possibly have forgotten. And we're not going to be able to go through all of them in this episode. So your best bet is to perhaps find a recap trailer or re-listen to our last season's episodes. That would give you all of the beat for beats. But yeah, these are the big sort of moments, the yes. big things that revealed themselves. There was no huge plot twist, right? We did have the idea of Rehoboam, what was going on with that, Serac being behind all of this. And we did have seeing what was going on in the human world how this is all going to play out. But because they didn't have that, more of what we were going through in season three was kind of withholding character motivations. We didn't really know where was this person going, what was going to happen, like you said, who was good versus bad. This is what they were revealing to us at the end of the season, so to speak. Except we also get some of these big teasers <laughs> on all these hosts being printed, Bernard visiting the far future. That's the unveiling, and who knows what that means for season four, but we're going to get into talking about it. And we're definitely going to be covering that on our Westworld channel and our main channel. But also also, directly after that, HBO has gifted us with another eight weeks of hard work <laughs> and jubilation. And dragons. And dragons with House of the Dragon. Yeah, Game of Thrones universe, the first prequel. And we will be covering that over at our main channel, The Coffee Clatch Crew, and of course, our Game of Thrones universe channel. But if you never want to miss anything we're doing, just follow us over at the main channel. This way you'll get all of our little secret pods. Like, for example, this month we're releasing Random Rankings. The first ever to these channels. This is going to be an ongoing topic for us. But this time we're going to be covering some fun general information stuff like TV's best opening credit sequence. Jason and I rank our top 10. And of course, if that's still not enough, with all these podcasts shooting out at you, we also have our Patreon over at patreon.com forward slash CKC podcast, where we bring you three episodes a month, 
One is a bonus with various topics. We go in-depth on the brain. The history of mental health. Gemstones we're talking about this month. Greek mythology. Aliens and weird creatures. The 10 most dangerous historical jobs. We're all over the place. The bonus topics give you all of it. And we've been doing this for five years now. So if you join, you get over 60-something bonuses. And then we have our coffee breaks where we have a lot of fun. We have some games. We talk about some current events. We give you spoiler-free what we're watching reviews with a coffee meter. These are mini reviews for things we do not cover elsewhere on the pod. It's spoiler-free because we're advising you what you should and shouldn't watch. There's so many TV shows and movies out there nowadays. You don't want to waste your time on something that's going to fall flat because we did it for you. That list is also on our website. So any of this stuff, if you're forgetting, where do I go? (laughs) We're throwing a lot at you. CoffeeClatchCrew.com. Just take a look around. You'll find it there. But the final tier is our movies. And we don't cover movies anywhere else. We've done some really fun stuff this year already. Death on the Nile, The Hobbit, Fantastic Beasts 3. We're about to cover Jurassic World Dominion this month. So this is a great time to join. And there might be a final tier where I'd get naked for everybody. Who's paying for that? Uh, I think we're going to have to pay people. <laughs> yeah, that might, go, that. that might go the opposite direction for us. But anyhow, check out our free channel. Give us a like and subscribe. That way you stay up to date with everything that's going on over here. Okay, Jason, what do we know about season four? Oh, we know so much. We might as well not even watch it. <laughs> the truth is we don't know a lot. We know it's going to premiere Sunday, June 26th, the end of this month. Get yourself ready. It will be eight episodes again. The creators say it's a dark odyssey about the fate of sentient life on Earth. There will be some new places, including, yes, a new park, modeled after a romanticized version of the American Mafia in the 1930s. That's fun. And some new faces. Now, I don't know how to pronounce these. I'm going to try my best. Aurora Perenu from Prodigal Son. Ariana DeBose. She is big on Broadway. She's received many awards. She was in Hamilton. And Daniel Wu from Into the Badlands. Now, Ariana is going to play a yet-to-be-named new character. However, this brings us to the topic of we will see some old faces. It's always reworked in a curious way. So we've talked about this with Dolores a bunch. We're going to go on to the fact that Dolores, the way we know her, is gone. The show has confirmed that. But Evan Rachel Woods will be returning. She's going to play a character named Christina, living in a city that looks a lot like New York. And she will be best friends with Ariana's character. What? So a human? She's playing a human? We assume. It just says a character living in a city that looks like New York. So what does that imply? That these hosts were perhaps made in a reflection of real... Of real humans. Yeah, I have no idea. This is what the creator said. She's a normal woman living in a big city just trying to make it as a writer. Nothing ever happens to her. I think that's all I can say. But she went on to say Christina's trying to date, yet it's slim pickings out there. I'm confused. I bet he's messing with us. Uh, Then they continue to say, Dolores is dead. This is Lisa Joy. Dolores is dead, but I really like Evan, and she's also kind of clinging. So I had to bring her back. What the, what does that mean? Evan Rachel Wood, the actress. Yeah. I don't know. Christina will go on to date Marsden's character, whoever he is. But he could have some competition because Ariana DeBose's character might have a crush on Christina. 
who also happens to be her roommate. So there's some sort of three-way love triangle, but characters that used to play old hosts are now here playing normal people. No. This is so confusing. This is why I didn't even want to get into this, because there's a lot of talk out there, a lot of articles, and they don't seem to know anything. They keep saying there's characters returning, actors that we know from the past that should be gone. Okay, so the big one here is Teddy, Mm. played by James Marsden. And there was a lot of talk about it, a ton of articles released, James Marsden's going to be back, blah, 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 and yet they're not saying anything. So the big question is, is he back in a flashback? Right. Which would be like, okay, so what? Westworld does flashbacks all the time. Or is he back as some kind of new character? Now, these articles would suggest it's James Marsden, but he's playing a new character. I mean, that's what it sounds like, but isn't that... Writing 101, you're just going to piss people off if you take huge stars in the show and just reuse the actors as different characters if there's no meaning to it. Well, I'm sure there must be some meaning, but this is Lisa Joy, one of the creators, speaking on a panel. So I don't think she's just giving out false information. It's most likely intentionally misleading. Yeah. And I, I can't even get into speculation of what the heck is that going to look like on the show. I have no idea. Me neither. But I'm interested, and I want to keep a lookout. When she died, you saw how careful she was being and how she was in other hosts. I just thought for sure she'll be back because that wasn't her only And yet we saw that when pearl. she was put into other hosts, eventually this became something new, like with Hale. As this character developed over time, this is no longer the Dolores you know. Like, if you're looking for that person, mm-hmm. that person is gone. Right. And I, I don't think it's going to be any different here, whether that's host or human. Even though you're seeing Evan Rachel Wood, mm. it's not Dolores. Curious. Even though you're seeing James Marsden, it's not Teddy. <sighs> yeah, but in this show, when you say that, I'm just thinking it's still a host, but with a different pearl. Not a human. So it's a James Marsden host but with a different pearl inside, so it's not Teddy. Either way, not Teddy, right, because I don't think people are going on to, how would they get him out of the sublime? I don't think you need to go there. That's not the story that's going to be happening. Right. Um, Host or human, I guess, is interesting, but then this just keeps taking us back to the questions of season three, and I that's not what's exciting to me. So I, I don't know if this hype is being stirred up because that's what draws a lot of people in and they think that's interesting. I'm not super fascinated by it. I've kind of had enough of that. Well, Josh wrote in and he reflected our thoughts. He was saying, if he's just returning for some flashback, then I don't care. I'm only intrigued by why and how he got out of the digital heaven. So if it's the case of what you just said, it's a different person. And the creators are pretty much confirming that, right? Like no matter what type of being we're viewing, you're not seeing, it's not Westworld season one, Teddy. Right. So don't look for that kind of. And thank you, Josh, because he made us privy to the fact that James Marsden or Teddy or whatever is coming back. Well, and just a note here. So we are releasing this at the very beginning of June. Westworld does not start till the end of June. I'm sure there is bound to be a ton of news, information that's leaked from here until now that is intentionally misleading to get people talking, stuff that there's going to cause wild speculation. So there's probably going to be a lot here that we're not discussing. We will definitely get to all of that when the season starts and we see how it plays out in episode one. And don't forget, at the end of every episode, go to our Twitter, at CKC Podcast, because we're going to ask you, for that episode, who is your MVB, most valuable being? 
As we said, the trailer gives us a look at a lot of familiar old faces returning, people reuniting, but it doesn't tell us a lot else. So what do we think is going to happen? Uh, we always get trouble when we make predictions. <laughs> I can tell you what's being talked about. And the first point, obviously, we are going to see more parks. We're hearing now that Park 5 is going to be the American Mafia. If you go to the website, the new parks come up but they're sort of fuzzed out. Mm -hmm. It looks like static below. You don't get a lot about it. It has been partially revealed on there. I love how they do that. Uh, I think what we're going to find out is Delos is going to get bought over by Elon Musk at the end of this season. Uh Mm Uh-huh. So they're going to take it really meta. (laughs) (laughs) Because what's Delos backwards? Sold. And this whole time, it's been him manipulating us. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. I... You Welcome spelled back. sold wrong. Shit. <laughs> I was just thinking too quickly. It's close. It's so led. A l- little bit of an extra E in there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is what I love about Westworld, though. And if you forgot, don't. I'll let you know when to take what I'm saying seriously. But most of the time, it's pretty obvious. I that. think you could catch on, okay. right, folks? <laughs> well, Maeve definitely still wants to be reunited with her daughter in the Sublime. And presumably there's not a lot stopping her from that now. I think that would be a good wrap up to her circle. If we are going into a season five, though, I don't know if you're going to see that here. And then the question is, where does that leave Maeve? Because she was spinning her wheels a little already in season three. Mm. They brought her into the Serac storyline, which kind of helped to extend that. I don't know if they have other plans to do that for four. I think we're going to get a lot more Caleb. They made him a prominent storyline in season three, and I think they're going to keep that going along. Right. Now, you could say she could pair up with him, but we saw a lot of that pairing already in season four, and some people are saying it's more likely he might pair up with Bernard this season, which I think could be really interesting. Yeah. Uh, With the weight of solving the world's problems, he's definitely going to need help, and we know Rehoboam predicted extinction-like events in the next few decades all of which Bernard was trying to go check out and see what can we do here. So perhaps he'll team up with Caleb, try to figure out a way to help hosts and humans not wind up in a war with each other. (laughs) I kind of hope that we are done with all of the twistiness of pearls, who's in whose body, this is this version of Dolores, that's a combination of these two. I doubt it. We could be done with that, right? Well, I'm done with the twistiness of the men in black. Let's... Let's get that straight now and let's go for the ride with him. I don't know that that's going to be over because of the way we left season three. Mm. So we saw, we think, the original being killed. Hopefully that is definitive. And the host version that Hale was creating walking out. Now we think that's the same host version that we see in a far-flung future that's going to be getting closer and closer to sentience from this point forward. Mm. He's going to be going on the journey that Holoris went on last season. I started out as Dolores, but now I'm something else. And presumably the longer that goes, the more testing we saw, the more human-like it becomes. So yeah, I think in our best version, we could assume this is the start of that host version, Man in Black, and he's going to come to a whole other place by the far future. He's so good in this show. I just want to see more of him. Yeah. And it's pretty safe to say we're not going to get Sir Anthony Hopkins ever again, right? 
Yeah, I guess so. I mean, that was a big disappointment for me. But I think, you know, there were some characters, some storylines that were really firmly rooted in season one that mm-hmm. stopped making sense after a while. Dr. Ford and even the Dolores, we've been finding ways to hold on to that we're getting ever and ever more twisty by last season. That's why I think this is going to be an end to her, mm. what we saw there. I-, I think Bernard is the one I feel most tied to at this point. And I'm really excited about him discovering some things in the future and bringing that back. Does that mean we are going to see a war between hosts and humans or we're going to see it leading up to that and then he's able to prevent it? I think that has to be the general storyline of this season one way or another. I am not saying this is going to happen. I'm just letting my mind go wild. But there's a lot of play on God and creation. What if in the end the camera zooms out metaphorically and mentally? We come to find out that Even the humans are hosts. Everyone's a host. And Bernard's the god who created all the hosts. Mm. And Bernard is actually like the fifth version of the man in black, Peter Mullen's character. I don't think this, but that's kind of fun to think about. And then he realizes, holy shit, I created all of this. The park is just a fun place for me. The whole world is my... Well, we kind of did play with that idea when we saw the human world last season. They were showing us how essentially they were just as programmed as hosts, even less free, right? That's a lot of what we were going back and forth mm-hmm. with. They were stuck in their own loops. Yep. And that's why just Caleb like breaking out of this and making that decision, which he needed Dolores' help to do, but that's why that was such a big deal. Yeah, I think putting Bernard in a position of prominence is what we want, what you're saying here. And that's why I do hope Four will go back and forth between whatever this ramp up is here in this time frame and seeing Bernard in the far future discovering stuff. And I think that's going to be a post-apocalyptic world that we're trying to prevent. Mm. So visually seeing that, I think, could be really cool. I have to agree. Yeah, but I mean, I think that's all we have pretty much for now other than getting into wild speculation because there's not a lot of information and it does, it is going to necessarily have to be a shift in direction. Who knows where they're going to go with that? I'm excited to see if anything new drops between now and the 26th. I'm figuring there's going to have to be at least another trailer. But in the meantime, write in. Let us know your thoughts, your predictions. What are you excited about? As always, Clatchers, thank you so much for following us. We know there's a billion podcasts out there now. I mean, it felt like there was a lot when we started six years ago, but now it's just ridiculous. Oh, and the closer we get to Westworld and then House of the Dragon, they're just going to be racking it up. We know that we can't compete in certain ways. We are never going to be the first podcast dropped. So that's probably another question in your mind. When are you going to be getting these CKC episodes each week? If the episodes premiere Sunday night, it's probably not going to be until later in the week that our episode reviews drop. But that's because since we are only two people and cannot compete time-wise, we try to do our homework, get as much information as we can, take really good notes, get the feedback from you all as listeners, and really provide you with the best that we can. So we won't be the first word on Westworld, but we will be the last one and hopefully the best one for you. Stay tuned. Till next time. This round's on me. This round is on me.